0: It's the right time for western Oklahoma. It's Mustafa? It's if tough. you're going to go out working on your house, you're going you're gonna to sweat a little. I tried
1: yesterday, and I managed maybe to pick up some of the tree limbs. I was going to cut about a half a lot my little tractor lawnmower you know Mm -hmm. i couldn't make it to the tractor i just decided (laughs) i'd just give up on this and try it again today harold i'm gonna give it a good try baby all right well you're gonna get hot again (laughs) it's gonna
0: be just as humid
1: as yesterday i mean it's 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 like a wet rag i mean you just kind of feel that away and it's exhausting it is for
0: old guys like you yes
2: you better get started early
0: nick archer's with (laughs) us representative nick archer the honorable Yes, Nick Archer, uh, with us from uh, Elk City this morning, former mayor of Elk City, but been, been on our show a number of times over the years, and he's he's uh, he's incredible. He's hit the ground running. Yeah, your first session. So you finished it. How do you feel about your first session of the legislature?
2: I feel good, and thanks, guys, for having me. Like you said, it's always a pleasure to be here, so thank you very much for the invite. Um, well,
1: we thank you for taking your time to come and visit with us. In person? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well,
2: it's it's always better to sit here and see your faces and shake your hands and, and just sit here. You don't have to worry about audio issues or anything like that. But the first session, uh, it was very busy, and so everybody kept saying while we were uh, going through the process of all the budgetary issues and things, because... Uh, I think maybe something that uh, the listeners may not understand is you know constitutionally the the, really the only requirement that the that the House and the Senate has is to pass a balanced budget so uh, you know all the policy issues make all the news and those are the things that you hear about a lot but um, ultimately that's that's where all the chips fall is on the budget process and so uh, they kept saying well, this is, just, this is just different. This is different. Uh, we've never seen years like this. Mm-hmm. Members who've been there um, 10, 10 or more years. Um, and I'm thinking, well, this is all I know. Uh, so I don't have a baseline. So um, I think moving forward, it'll be, uh, I think it was a good one to get in on and to, to see uh, the process and how, how contentious things can get at times, uh, but then also to see the real rewards that come out of, um, you know, making good investments in the state and those kinds of things.
0: So uh, what was your overall impression of uh, the process?
2: I think it was it was interesting. So I, when I first got there, uh, probably the most interesting thing, you know, you, you have an idea that uh, the Speaker of the House is, you know, the captain of the ship. He's always at the helm. Um, and so I think I was most shocked that uh, that's that's generally not the case. Um, you know, there's there's somebody sitting in the chair who's taken that place uh, most of the time. And so uh, I think that was a, just a little eye-opening to me um, because you don't really understand uh, until you spend a bunch of time in the building that uh, there's a lot of work that goes on outside of the floor and and somebody has to, to make sure that all of those balls are in motion and that kind of stuff. Um, overall I think it was a it was a great year we um, we put um, almost four billion dollars into K through 12 education uh, which is about a 25% increase um, from the last year Uh, we also put a a big investment into higher ed uh, which I believe was close to a 25% increase over the last budget year Um, and then there were quite a few other things, um, public health and, and housing initiatives, um, and then also something that you probably didn't get a lot of news or traction: um, the Legacy Capital Fund, which I think is important for the state to to kind of self finance a lot of projects. Um, you know, when they were talking about that, and we were trying to to figure out if that was the direction to go, and to pass that bill, um, they were talking about. Uh, roughly $180 million uh, in debt service that that we could, you know, given the projects that are on the books now that we could avoid. Um, But I think I found most interesting that uh, almost $60 million of that was interest and fees through these bonding companies um, that now that that legacy capital fund uh, effectively to self-finance at 0% um, gives the state the opportunity to to save that and to save the taxpayers' money. And so um, I think there were a lot, of, a lot of really good things, and I really enjoyed it and have got to experience uh, some of the other activities outside of that, uh, traveling with commerce um, as well as the –
0: Now, you just got back from a big trip to Paris, and you said, well, that was a fun trip. But you spent a lot of time talking to people Yeah, as part of that because of the air and spaceport at uh, Burns Flat.
2: Yes, sir. So uh, the governor and and myself and uh, three other members of the House or Senate uh, were able to attend that with the Department of Commerce um, as well as several uh, just private businesses uh, who attended from the state, whether they're in manufacturing or the MRO. You know, something I learned this year, which I found very interesting, is that um, aerospace is the second largest industry in the state. It has surpassed agriculture and so uh, most people think of Oklahoma as as oil and and crops and uh, that's really not the case anymore uh, with with the Tinker Air Force Base. being the largest MRO facility in the world what do you mean my MRO you might explain uh, that. maintenance and repair facility so that's where uh, they're at Tinker all of our United States forces um, planes uh, whether they're big or small uh, that's where they're getting repaired and so they're at Tinker um, they employ over 26,000 people um, it's it's huge It's one of the largest employers in the state and then uh, towards Tulsa, you have the American Airlines, which is one of the largest uh, private MRO facilities um, And they employ over uh, I believe 7,000 people there. So, you know, we've got over 30,000 people just between those two facilities uh, working to repair, repair planes on any given day and so um, There was a lot of a lot of things about aerospace that I, I had learned over the session and the Department of Commerce reached out and said, uh, hey, you know, you've you've talked about the spaceport and some of these meetings and uh because I had attended several of the Aeronautics Commission meetings and things like that, which just talking about session again, uh that wasn't something I really realized. As a representative, uh you can go to to every department meeting. Uh you're you're able to go to executive sessions that are held um, and so i I tried to make as many of those as I could uh, for various entities and and to just get a better understanding of of how some of these entities work
0: so how how does the future i mean there 's been a lot of talk over the past uh, you know I know I was frustrated during the legislative time because we had this facility and we were we, were, we every year we had to defend the six hundred you know uh, i think what uh, Thousand dollars or so that was sent out to Burns Flat, yeah, uh, to operate that facility. Yet, we weren't doing anything, or it didn't appear that anything was happening. So, sure. you know, we were fighting that battle against uh, a lot of legislators around the state that didn't understand why we were putting money out there when they weren't doing anything. So, what's the future of that look like to you?
2: So, right now, currently, um, I mean, I'm sure people have seen the Boeing 737 MAX that tests out there, but. Um, there's also some some unique opportunities for the testing of UAVs and UAS, uh, which is the unmanned drones. Um, and so, we have a we have an entity here in the state who's producing um, some some pretty uh, cutting edge technology as far as um, unmanned aircraft and the ability for those to be uh, remotely controlled, uh, sometimes in air, uh, which you know that's kind of the the old mech wars thing where you think about pilots fly in other planes, um, but they're starting to test some of that, and so a lot of our opportunities uh, are are related to testing and manufacturing of some of that. We also have the Premium Aerospace Center, which um, let, I believe in October, which was just before uh, I had taken office, that um, they're trying to also get into the refurbishing of planes, and I think that ultimately that their goal is to have uh, five hangars built out there and so uh, when you think about that when you think about the length of the run runway um, yeah, there's there's quite a few I know Altus is working on um, some KC class uh, maintenance contracts that if those go through um, you know there'll be some opportunities for uh, government contracts there as well and so the legislature through ARPA and um, prep funds uh, allocated almost thirty two million dollars out there which as, as you said, from the 600,000 is uh, is a significant Big increase. Time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of that goes to technology. So they, they don't like to call it radar anymore. It's avoidance and detection systems. Um, but that's really what we need to, to be a leader in some of these testings. Um, if, if you're talking about an unmanned aircraft, you can't just um, – the current technology that's there for their avoidance and detection systems, uh, some of that is requiring a chase plane. And the expense of a jet to to follow and chase uh, some of these unmanned is just it, it's cost prohibitive in a lot of instances. And so when we get that um, when we get that avoidance and detection system updated and and some of the updates to the aprons and hangers. Uh, We should see. We should see a lot more of those testing opportunities. We're going to take
0: a break. Uh, You got a question? I do. And I'll stand by. I'll ask when I get back. Keep that in 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 the back of your mind, way back there, because don't let it go too far. You might lose it. Okay, (laughs) Mustafa. We'll be back with more. Our guest on the program today, uh, Nick Archer, State Representative, District 55.
2: If you're looking for specialized nursing care for a loved one, or if you're looking for an exceptional place to work, you will be pleased with Maple Lawn Manor's approach to care, compassion, and dedication. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy, as well as an open menu from their dietary department. Stop by and join us for a tour of our facility at 800 Arapahoe Street in Hydro. We have the highest facility ratings for care in the area, according to government sources. Maple Lawn Manor and Hydro, we celebrate live. Pepsi
0: Zero Sugar has taken its flavor to the next level. A Zero Sugar Cola has never tasted this good, but we don't expect you to take our word for it, so we're putting it to the test, starting with me. Cue the fireworks. We have an official best Zero Sugar ever. It's delicious, it's refreshing, and it's so good you'll need to try it for yourself. Pepsi Zero Sugar. Zero never tasted so good. That's what I like. Pepsi is delivered locally by the Nicholson family at Pepsi of Clinton.
1: We are turning it up this summer. Burning heat means burning hot savings at Cummins and Weatherford. Now's your chance to drive away in a new 2023 Ford F-150. You'll be driving the hottest ride in town. The price is right and the ride is powerful. And that means Ford tough. Best financing, best service, best Ford experts in Western Oklahoma, Cummins Ford, Lincoln and Weatherford, just off I-40 and Airport Road, and online at CumminsfordWeatherford.com.
0: Built Ford Tough. Good morning. You're listening to the right time for Western Oklahoma. Our guest on the program's Nick Archer, and we we're just talking about the session. Uh, there seemed to be a real battle between the House and the Senate and Governor this year. You got the Republicans all in control. A majority, major majority. Yeah. Supermajority, yeah, supermajority, which means you really don't even need Democrats to vote for an emergency. Uh, you just do pretty much what you want to do, but
2: you couldn't get it finished. What What in the world happened? I, I think uh, I think at the top top levels, you have you have a lot of egos and people who want to take credit for things, um, and so if if it comes from one house uh, or it comes from the other, um, everybody wants to put their stamp on it, and so I think that uh, ultimately that that was. That was it. I think ultimately everyone's goals were the same. Everyone wanted to see uh, some of these new investments, but I I think everyone wanted their own little fingerprint on it, so that they could come back and say, "No, hey, that was us. That wasn't them. They just passed it." Well, the word nope. the,
0: the word is the go- that the speaker is going to run for governor. So so uh, from what I was told, he approached this year a little bit differently, maybe than he had in the past. And you this is your first year, so you probably didn't really get that. But do uh, you think that was the case?
2: Uh. Maybe you know I, I think he did try to 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 stand strong on a lot of things where it 's like well that's that 's not necessarily a bad plan. I mean, if you really look at the nuts and bolts of what the Senate sent over here it 's pretty much the same uh, mm-hmm. but you know there might be little nuances here and there, but um yeah, I think again, people want their own signature on it I think I thought the go governor,
1: I thought the governor had his signature on it and wanted it on there more than anyone else. And and the way he played both sides, I mean, it was kind of like, okay, guys, we've got a historic package here. We've got to get this thing passed, but there's one thing i got to have. And he twisted arms. He vetoed bills. How did you feel at the time that all this was taking place?
2: Oh, man. So, yes, uh, 20, 20 bills were indiscriminately vetoed. Uh, that was not because... Of the legislation and that
0: there were bad bills it was because it was a retribution yeah, source so, some whatever. of those
2: were really good bills yes uh, senator yak and i uh, fell victim to one of those with the oklahoma milk and milk producers act um, update amendment um, which came down from uh the fda you know they said hey you guys can lose grade a status of of milk well we have brahms we have highland in the state we uh we produce over 1.3 billion pounds of milk uh, you can understand why grade-A status to milk is very important to our state. Absolutely. Uh, now it was one of them he said, nope, we're not doing it.
0: I know of several bills like that, they one, one of which his staff even supported and brought to the table and they'd be doted. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. But uh, anyway, it happens. You, you had another question? I, had, I wanted to segue into something uh, with
1: uh, drones and artificial intelligence comes to mind. How much of that is Oklahoma prepared to be involved in in the future? Because AI seems to be the be a hot topic these days.
2: Uh, well, I think if you're talking about AI and, and workplace, whether it's chat GPT or something like that, I, I don't know that Oklahoma is very poised. Um, but when you talk about automated systems uh, as far as manufacturing and repair. Um, and repair and those kinds of things, uh, Oklahoma is poised very well to... Uh, to step in and to be a leader uh, in some of these automated systems as far as manufacturing and those kinds of things.
0: Well, there was an article today in the Daily Disappointment, the Daily Oklahoman, <laughs> um, about Oklahoma uh, starting to basically, uh, the economy's holding up. Basically, that's what the story's not, not uh, growing, continuing to grow at the rate of around 2 to 3%. So that's good news. Yes, it is not and quite as much as we had, but it's more diversified. Like you were saying, the the uh, not just ag, but but now with aerospace and oil and gas. So sure. we get that credit to President Biden.
2: Well, when you dump several trillion dollars, uh, it should grow, right? I mean, that was their <laughs> right or wrong. That of course, was their how plan. much of
1: that is inflation too. Well, it's, it will create some, if nothing else. Yeah. Right? It's huge. <laughs> so. I I when I when when you mentioned egos a few minutes ago, I'm gonna go back to this because it's 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 absolutely incredible that grown men could go to the Capitol and grown women go to the Capitol and grown whatever else you go to the Capitol with and then the people feel cheated. I know I do. When I see the kind of chaos that took place at the Capitol of this part, it's kinda of like what took place at the Capitol with Trump's administration. We're out of hand with some of this stuff. And it seems like it just seems like it's chaotic. Do we get any better next year?
2: I think so. Uh, New speaker, not not next year, but, but you, well, next session. Uh, I I think even next year, though. You start second.
0: electing. It's just, it's Speaker McCall's last term. I I remember when I was pro Tim, and it was my last session. I had a bill that was a little controversial, and you know uh, the comment was made. Well, I don't have to vote for that. He's not going to be here next year. Sure, <laughs> you know. I mean, that's sort of the way it's going to be. He's going to be a lame duck the last right, session.
2: Exactly. He, he will, but. Um, these I, th- I think I think we've gotten so much done uh, this year that uh, no, I think next year some of those egos go away pretty quickly, um, and I think that uh, I think that it'll be more policy based. Uh, and I know that there'll be some some tax. Uh, the governor has already talked about calling us back into special session, which technically we're in special session right now through July thirty first. There's still a couple of veto overrides hanging out there uh, that the Senate has not voted on. Which Uh, are what?
0: Uh, The cigarette compact and the uh, other compact, right? The the two compacts. The vehicle tags. The tags. The tags and the cigarette.
2: Yeah. So uh, compacts. We we passed um, the House uh, overrode those
0: vetoes on
2: your your bill. On yes, so uh, on the one bill which was ours, which is the uh, motor vehicle uh, compact, we sent that to the Senate. um, they they tried to they tried to come in and to get that done they had several members with it being uh you know right there after session who who weren't there they missed that veto override by one vote um so they're they're calling it back they've captured it they're going to they're going to try again the last i heard they were looking at the 24th so uh that means we'll be called back the uh, sometime between the 27th and the 31st
0: so i want to ask one other question we're going to have to get out of here but uh have you noticed any graft or corruption coming into the house uh, i mean you know a lot of people think that legislators are on the take i mean honestly uh, and, and what did, what's your perception of that
2: i i haven't personally um no and so i mean i think everybody says that uh even as mayor you know people say that but um me personally no uh, i haven't seen any issues of that where Uh, You know, if you talk about donors and things like that, um, I I didn't have a single um, entity who was a donor, uh, you know, not a private individual who who came to me and said, well, hey, I I gave you three hundred dollars. You need to you need to pass this legislation. Um, I haven't personally seen anything like that. And most of those people, uh, some of my my bigger donors who were were entities and not private citizens. Uh, I told them straight up on a couple bills, "Hey, I can't be with you on this," and they said, "Hey, we appreciate that. We'll 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 talk to you on the next one." And which there
1: was- which segues into this. I know we're out of time, so I'm going to quickly look. Uh, Ryan Haney was on our program yesterday. Uh, he's guy down there at OCPA, and one of the questions that uh, that comes to my mind is oversight and our incredible ability to ignore the importance of oversight before we initiate some of this other stuff. Going on. Cindy Bird has. An investigation, or at least an audit,
0: not an investigation. Well, she's continuing, though, with an investigation. She did the audit. Now she's going to do an investigation on how some of the money from you know, ARPA was spent, used. Right. and
1: As it concerns private school education. Mm-hmm. Private yeah. school education. Another we need place. oversight there. What can we do to improve the oversight? Uh, Swatley is another example where we just completely forgot that, and the governor promised me oversight.
2: That's, that's a great question. Um, I know, especially when you talk about, Um, education and and oversight there, Uh, Representative McBride has been pushing hard. And so um, you also hear, you know, the other side of the argument, well, that's not our job. That's not not what we're here to do. Um, But ultimately, I would agree with you, Mustafa, that um, no, uh, our one constitutional duty is to pass a balanced budget. And so uh, if you're if, if you're talking about uh, misuse of funds and misappropriations, then uh, no, that does fall under our preview of duties, and we are responsible to to try to provide some of that oversight. Well, I got
0: to tell you, loft, which is a legislative. Um Legislative Office of Financial Transparency, yeah. uh, that office, that has helped a lot because before that was established, between sessions, you're chairman of a committee, it was very difficult to get information and to really dig in to, to a particular agency. And, sure. and Loft has done that, you know, and they're the ones that discovered the, the issue with the prison. Yeah. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright, brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.